the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and it's NFL draft night. Are you pumped? Are you psyched? Uh, Are you not wearing any pants? Uh, I am presently not at this current moment of time inside my hotel room at the MGM Grand, but just up the strip... I uh, can you can definitely see it because you can see everything in Vegas. You're like, oh yeah, that's totally walkable. That it takes you like an hour to get there. But uh, just north of me, the NFL draft will get underway tonight. Uh, and I was sorting through and sifting through the social medias this morning, Lundy, and I saw this uh, quote that Adam Schefter posted from a veteran front office executive anonymously. And the quote goes something like this: "This is the craziest draft I've seen." In 30 years, end quote. Uh, and I think, you know, everybody should be buckling up uh, and holding on to something tightly. It's going to be a white knuckler. I, I, I think nobody has any idea uh, who is going to have their name called and exactly where. I'm not even convinced that Trayvon Walker is going to be the number one overall pick, Nate. Well, yeah, that's the thing is I think it's going to be all over the board when you don't have a clear cut. I mean, first of all, when it's a weak quarterback class, this happens, right? Yeah. Because you have teams that might be quarterback uh, um, focused, but there isn't somebody that just jumps off the board that they want. Or in some cases, if there's two or three. But in this case, you know, with, I'm sorry, with all due respect to Willis and Pickett and, you know, and, and all that, this is this is not a strong class. And because of that, I think that's when you see first round chaos, because it when you when you've got a decent quarterback class, it means those teams that, you know, want a quarterback, you've got a good idea of what they're going to do. But now you look at the draft order that we're sitting with. And if if nothing else, Brad, we sit back at the, the Texans at three and the Jets at four and you just go. Well, I don't really know what the hell's going to happen here because (laughs) you could decide, you know, when you've got teams that have a lot of holes to fill, for example, does that mean the Texans desperately want out of number three? I think they do. I think they desperately want to get out of the third pick. The problem is I don't think there's somebody out there that a team is willing to back up the picks Brinks truck to move up there. Yeah, I mean, there are a number of teams that have uh, multiple picks in round number one. Kansas City, Green Bay, New Orleans, uh, the Eagles, the Jets. You know, there's a lot of draft capital out there, and and maybe you could package together some picks and move up. But I think given just the general weakness of this draft class outside some of the, you know, top defensive players and, you know, the depth at wide receiver, uh, I I think it's a bit of a gamble. Uh, There's no surefire, like, locks out there where you're, you know, looking to – uh, bring together all of your draft capital to catapult inside the top five. So I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of trades tonight, but I do have a few tickets open, and I know there are some limits right now uh, depending upon what state that you're in. Like in Nevada, uh, they shut off all betting on the NFL draft last night at 5 p.m. So if you live in this state, you cannot get in on any additional action. So hopefully you already locked and loaded it if you could find it. Because uh, many of the casinos, uh, I'm here at the MG Grand, they didn't even have any props available yesterday uh, before 5 o'clock. So uh, I'll just go rapid fire here on a couple that I like tonight uh, to wet everybody's whistle. I do like the under on two and a half quarterbacks taken in round number one at plus 190. Uh, that one's available at DraftKings. I think it's just going to be Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. I don't think you're going to see a, a Desmond Ritter or anyone else 
uh, fly into the first round. Uh, I like the overall wide receivers taking around number one at six and a half. Uh, that's at minus 125. Uh, again, given the depth and the incredible talent available at that position, I think it is one uh, which will be desired most in this draft uh, as a result. Derek Stingley Jr. inside the top five. You can still get it right now with plus money at DraftKings. I think he does go to Houston at number three. So I like that selection quite a bit. And then they've got these head-to-heads, Lundy, uh, at DraftKings, which I find fascinating. Like, who will go higher in the draft? And one of them uh, that caught my eye at plus 125, Trent McDuffie, a kid who is a cornerback out of the University of Washington. And this is a deep corner class. Will he go ahead of Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State? I say yes, he does. I think McDuffie goes to the Minnesota Vikings at number 12. Uh, The Vikes desperately need to upgrade in that secondary. I think McDuffie will be the best player on the board. Uh, He's the best tackling DB, I feel, in this year's draft class. And then Olave, I think, will slip a little bit further down, likely to go to the Saints at 16 or 19. So I like that one right there. So there you go. A plethora of picks. Uh, to satisfy the craziest appetites that are out there for the NFL draft. And best of luck on those futures. With that, let's get to it. Bartender, bartender, on this hashtag Tequila Thursday, pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy. Oh, the Rangers uh, did you wrong yesterday, my friend. We would have been five for five on the yeah. pod. Yeah, I took a big, uh, I, I took a big dump. Uh, on your five for five <laughs> attempt, um, you know, insert Johnny Depp joke here. Oh, um, I, I just, I, I, uh, uh, I, I completely ruined the ability for us to go five and zero yesterday. And really, at this point, Brad, um, the New York Rangers are dead to me. Um, they just, you know, they're going to be in the postseason, and I think I'm just going to fade them out of pure spite. Oh well, great. So you're going to take them? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably I'll, I'll probably wind up doing that nonetheless. Uh, hey, we've got nine games on the schedule tonight. Um, a lot of the playoff picture is starting to come into focus. And because of that, we've got teams that are going to wind up resting guys here. Um, technically, the regular season will run all the way through Sunday. And that is because there is a makeup game that has been scheduled for Sunday between Seattle and Winnipeg. If you recall, a few weeks ago, the weather in Winnipeg was absolutely horrendous. And so they postponed the game until Sunday. So there is an NHL game scheduled on Sunday. Originally, the regular season was supposed to come to an end tomorrow night on Friday. But because of all of that, because of the timing, we've got teams that are going ahead and resting guys. They know what their playoff positioning is. But there's two games that jump out to me tonight, and I'm actually going to parlay them together on the money line. That's going to be our pick here in the Fade 5. We're going to start with the Vancouver Canucks. They are at home. It's their final home game of the year, um, and they are taking on the L.A. Kings. The Kings are locked in. The Kings are on the second night of a back-to-back as well, which means they have every reason in the world to rest their top guys as they go into Vancouver tonight. So I think the fact that... Vancouver is playing their final home game and the fact that the Kings are on the second night of a back-to-back and they're going to rest guys I am going to take Vancouver on the money line and I'm going to put that together with Colorado on the money line same concept here Colorado may not have a bunch of guys with a ton of time on ice 
but they are just flat out a better team than Nashville is right now. Nashville knows what they're up to. They may wind up resting guys. And again, you get that whole fan appreciation, final night, home game, all of that BS uh, that teams wind up doing. And Colorado's on the money line at a minus 265. But if you slap the Canucks and the Avs together, plus 132 as a nice two-legger. Oh, yeah. Get seduced by the Jews and score on that puck parlay. Number four. All right, let's go to the world of Major League Baseball. We got a lot of day games here in the mix, so hopefully uh, you're listening to the pod early to get in on some of this action. Uh, The night games tonight, uh, we do have a a massive uh, player returning to the game. Ronald Acuna is going to be in uniform. Uh, coming off the uh, knee setback uh, against my Chicago Cubs. So excellent timing uh, for the Northsiders and Drew Smiley as Acuna is going to be back, and he was absolutely raking uh, in the minor league. So uh, you might want to investigate maybe the over in that game, which I think is at uh, eight or eight and a half uh, between Smiley and Kyle Wright. Uh, but uh, that is a major shot in the arm uh, for this Atlanta Braves franchise. Anyway, uh, I'm looking at uh, some of these day games, and I love the under on Jose Quintana. Uh, four and a half strikeouts. I know this one is super early in the day. So, again, get in on this action now. Uh, going up against Milwaukee on four and a half strikeouts is the line. That's where I am tucking under on. Uh, you look at Quintana. He's gone three, two, and three Ks uh, this season in three turns of the rotation. Two of them against my aforementioned Cubs. And the other one coming against the Washington Nationals. <clears throat> Respectable 3.86 ERA is what he has posted this season. And Milwaukee, uh, middle of the pack in terms of K per nine this year. So Quintana, uh, usually a pitch to contact uh, starter, will be exactly that t- today. So I think this number is way too low. So fade or follow, Jose Quintana, uh, under four and a half strikeouts against Milwaukee, minus 106 at FanDuel. Well, here early on in the season, you do the typical thing, right? You check out how somebody has come out of the gate in terms of their starts. You also look for the K rate. I think these strikeout props have been a lot of fun to go after here early on in the season. And again, some of it is because it's it to me it's no different i know we pick on the rookies in the nba to start off the season because a lot of times the bookmakers haven't figured out how to set the lines well i think in a shortened spring training some of these strikeout props have not exactly found their uh level ground yet and this is one of them so i'm all over the under on this one he hasn't come to this number milwaukee not a lot of strikeouts you put all that together folks jump on this one early yeah no doubt about it feed quintana Number three. All right, State of Major League Baseball, and, uh, another day game. Uh, first pitch, uh, Pacific time, is uh, right around 1 o'clock, and that is the Houston Astros going up against the Texas Rangers. And in this one, I'm going to take the over on the Strohs, four and a half runs uh, down there in Tejas at minus 115. Uh, Justin Verlander taking the ball, uh, the ace of the Astros, going up against Martin Perez, who I think is – uh, produced a better than expected numbers so far in the early going. And I think uh, the law of average is really going to kick in here. Uh, 3.86 ERA. You look at that in the service, you're like, oh, wow. Okay, he's had a respectable start to his season. Uh, but you start peeling back the layers of the onion and you find the warts overall. 3.21 walks per nine, just a 9.5% swinging strike rate. And Lonnie, this is a number that really jumps off of the screen for me. Uh, you know, when you're analyzing the sabermetrics, a 2.4 soft percentage. Do you know what soft percentage is? Uh, it's me if I've had too much to drink. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it, that's kind of what I feel like right now. That's why my voice is struggling. Uh, I feel a little doughy. No, that's the amount of contact, soft contact that he has drawn. That's it. So guys are hitting the ball hard just right at other guys, uh, at gloves. So uh, I think that uh, will correct his ERA. This thing's going to balloon. Uh, Perez is just so average. Uh, I know Houston's only been over this number in two of their last eight games, but I think the bats are talking, and they're going to be swinging a hot stick. So fade or follow the Houston Astros over four and a half runs in Texas against Martin Perez and those Rangers, minus 115 at DraftKings. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got a hard time trusting this one. I understand all your logic on all of it, and I understand the opposing pitcher, but the problem, what you just said, is what has been standing out to me about this one all morning, and that is that Houston is not getting to this number. They've, As you just pointed out, they've done it twice uh, in their last eight games, they've they've been shut out over the course of their last eight games once. Um, and in fact, one of the num- one of the times they got over it was they had to go to extra innings against the Jays. I, I think I've got to fade this one, man. I I just I don't know that um, I I don't know that the Houston bats have shown me that they can wake up yet. So fingers crossed for you that you can continue this role that you're on with baseball. But I don't trust the Strohs quite yet. All right, come on, Houston. Score some damn runs. Stick around for my top plays in the NBA postseason. Uh, Plus, a bonus time. Uh, Not only in the NBA, but also Major League Baseball and the NHL. Number two. All right, Luddy, let's go and dive in into the NBA. God, it was good to me last night. Uh, And thank you, Milwaukee, for taking care of business as expected. Uh, I took them on the first quarter line, cashed. Took them on the half line, cashed. Had them on the full line, cashed. Uh, And then I had the under on DeMar DeRozan yesterday, too, because it was like the only player prop available at the kiosk. Cashed on that as the Bulls mercifully are out of the playoffs. And uh, we cash on our Milwaukee Bucks uh, series prop. Remember, it was minus two and a half. And the Bulls only won uh, that one game. So uh, it was a good night for your boy. Uh, and then you called it yesterday. The Nuggets uh, said, hey, you know, this game's going to be sneaky competitive. And it certainly was as they covered with relative ease there. So let's get back after it. Let's stay hot. Uh, and we're going to start off with a guy who has been sizzling this entire postseason. It's going to make a buku amount of dollars in the process. That is Jalen Brunson of the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm going to take the over on 20 and a half points uh, against those Utah Jazz. Uh, minus 110 pretty much everywhere. So, you know, pick your favorite book. I'm using BetMGM here. But I, I think Brunson's got to light it up. Yet again, he has gone in this series 24, 41, 31, 23, 24 points. Uh, and, you know, even with Luka back these last couple of games, he's still jacking up a ton of shots. He's averaging in the series 21.8 field goals attempted per game. He's shooting 47.2% from the floor, 88.4% at the charity stripe, and that's where he does a lot of his damage. And you look at this Jazz defense, man, they have come unraveled uncharacteristically so, giving up 1.165 points per possession. That is the fourth highest mark among postseason teams. So, Jalen Brunson, uh, I refuse to believe that he cools off. Uh, Do you believe that will be the case? Fade or follow my overplay, 20.5 points, minus 110 at BetMGM. 
I see no reason to think he's going to cool off at this point. So, no, I'll roll with it. Twenty and a half seems too low to me. Feels like it's a I feel like this is a 23, 24 point type affair, which gives me a little bit of a buffer on that 20 and a half. I don't think the hook's going to come into play here. I'll stay with the guy. I'll roll with him to be able to stay hot. And besides, I can't fade you twice in a row. Oh, no, you cannot. Good, sir. But burn brightly. Mr. Brunson, number one. All right, my number one play tonight in, in, in a series that's got we interessante, Lundy, now that the Toronto Raptors are back in this thing and they're back at home uh, against Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. And let's focus in on that big man in the middle for Philly. And I'm going to take the under on 39.5 points plus rebounds, minus 108 at FanDuel. You can tell that he is laboring. You can tell that the struggle is very real right now for Embiid, fighting through what he has described as a very painful thumb injury that is going to require surgery as soon as the 76ers are done playing. So it is capping, it is mitigating, it is limiting his ability uh, to bang the box score. Uh, Here's what he has done. Even when he was at 100% earlier on in the series, in this combined category. So, again, the number here is 39.5. He's gone 34 points and rebounds, 42, 46, and then the last two games where that thumb has really impacted him, 29 and 31. So, you know, he's been under this in three contests so far, and I don't think he's going to be in the 40s. Uh, His efficiency has fallen off a cliff these last couple of games, under 47% from the floor in each contest. Uh, He's not stroking it particularly well from outside. 0 for 5 from 3 as well over those two games. And you look at Toronto, yeah, they've allowed the six most rebounds per game in this postseason and just a tepid 1.152 points per possession. But again, it's the physical limitations and the discomfort that Embiid is dealing with that you got to fade him. So, again, Joel Embiid under 39.5 points plus rebounds, minus 108 at FanDuel. Fade or follow, my man. Uh, I'm going to follow on this one because it correlates into the fact that I'm taking Toronto on the money line uh, at a plus 105. That was going to be one of the bonus picks coming up here. I'm on Toronto. Do you know that Philly has only covered the spread five times of their last 20 games in Toronto? Five. That's it, that they've covered the spread. So I'm looking at a spread of one and a half. And I just decided, well, forget it. I'm not even going to do Toronto plus the one and a half. I'm just going to take them on the money line at a plus 105. And part of the reason for that is exactly the reason why you chose this player prop, which is that if Bede is hurting um, and he's playing through it, he's valiantly trying to do it. Um, but he clearly that is bothering him a ton. He is he's come out and said it, as you said. Um, so putting all of that together, the fact that Toronto's at home, um, the fact that Philly has not covered against the spread against them um, over the course of the last, you know, as I said, 20 times that they've played. I'm just looking at I think Toronto wins this thing and forces a game seven on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I have not locked that wager yet. Uh, downstairs, it's plus one hundred five. It's plus one hundred five at DraftKings. By the way, for those of you just to know where it is in terms of the odds, the 76ers on the money line are a minus one twenty five. But um, I, like I said, I just I, I and it's it, it's in part because Toronto's been playing really well, but it's also because Embiid is hurt. Just that simple. Yeah, it really is that simple. I'm, I'm going to ride with you on that one. I may just slap that together with the Mavericks on the money line, get a little two-legger and get even more seduced by the Jews with the Raptors and Mavs together. All right, Lundy, it's bonus time. You already uh, gave us a little appetizer, so feed us the main course. What else you got on your card today? Uh, by the way, your Mavs uh, Raptors uh, money line two-legger plus 291. Ooh, that gets um, the juices flowing. 
that you could uh, roll with that one if you want to. All right, one more hockey pick for you. Uh, up in Edmonton, that's where the Sharks will be. Uh, I'm leaning towards the over in the total goals there at 6.5. You can get that right now at minus 115, so just a slight juice to the over, uh, but not too bad. A lot of the rest of the hockey slate tonight and, frankly, tomorrow when we do tomorrow's pod. I'm st- I'm, I've got a couple of bets, but I'm staying away from a lot of it because of what I told you off the top. There's going to be teams that are resting guys. It becomes hard to predict exactly what's going to happen in these games. So, uh, But I am leaning towards the over there with, with the Oilers and the Sharks. And then one more for you. Those of you that have the ability to jump on uh, DraftKings, uh, Brad, they have a boost uh, branded to our buddy Russ, uh, Russ Tucker, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, on this up, one. Ross? They, they have boosted Ross's uh, pick here to plus 200 for over seven and a half offensive linemen to be drafted. Now, I will tell you this. I think seven is a virtual lock. And so if you're going to give me plus 200 on the off chance that there's a trade or something funky that happens maybe in the bottom third of the draft of a team that wants to be able to try to bolster their offensive line at plus 200. I'm actually willing to play that one. Um, It's got a max bet on it of 25. So it's not like you're going to be out all that much to begin with. But like I said, I think three are going in the top 10. I think seven is pretty much a lock in the first round. So I'm basically getting plus 200 odds for there to be one more that goes off the board. And so I'm going to jump on uh, that one. I've seen a couple of mocks, including our friend Matt Miller, um, who uh, who has eight going in the first round. And Matt is is usually pretty spot on with this stuff. So I'm going to roll with those plus 200 boosted odds. Yeah, I love that. That's a great call. Uh, Fat Man special right there. Get your grubby little mints on it and boost your bankroll. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to the world of Major League Baseball. Uh, and again, a lot of early games today. So if you're jumping on this podcast right away, you might want to tail this one immediately. Uh, I love these hit parlays, Lundy. I've been cashing these pretty often. Give me Brian Reynolds to get a hit uh, in the early matchup against Milwaukee. And I'm going to parlay that with Aaron Judge and Nick Castellanos also to get hits. Uh, Reynolds taking on those Brewers. Six for 13 lifetime against Freddie Peralta. Aaron Judge, three for six lifetime against against the O's Bruce Zimmerman, and he's got a 1.153 OPS against lefties so far this season. And Cassianos has been raking, man. He has hit safely in 14 of his last 16 games. He's going up against Colorado and Austin Gomber. Uh, he is hitting a robust 368 against South Pauls this season. So all three of those guys find green space. It is plus 198. Uh, and then one other prop in the NBA playoffs. Give me the under. On DeAndre Ayton, 10.5 rebounds. It is juiced up right now. Minus 145 is the best I could find at BetMGM. Uh, I don't think he is going uh, to really light it up uh, in the box score here. 10.2 rebounds per game is what he averaged in the regular season. And in this series against the Pels, he's gone 9, 9, 17, 8, and 9. So uh, I don't think he is going to get into double figures. So this number is just way too high. Uh, the Pels have allowed the third fewest rebounds per game in the playoffs, uh, that number being 35.5. So there you have it. That is a wrap on this loaded edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on social media at Nate Lundy on Twitter. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.